there's two things I uh, I think I want to talk to you about this week. All right. Have you seen this uh, Safari Zinuai Twitter thing? I have a little bit. Yeah. There's so much subtweeting. So I want to talk about that. And then I also kind of, I mean, you added this. So I think you want to talk about the Facebook by Facebook by Facebook. Uh, I just figured uh, maybe we should call it out in the, maybe it's more of a follow-up item. <laughs> because we are a reputable design, you know, hot takes source. Of, of course, this you know. is this is what people want from us. Yeah, we we can't let the people like sit out there and not know <laughs> what we think about what do we think any <laughs> logo redesign. Come on, gotta put people out hey, of their misery. <laughs> throwback. I think the first episode ever wasn't it like on the mediums. Yeah, logo I think or so. Wow, that was that was forever ago. And I think that was what, like two or three medium logos ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You know how uh like OG fans of something of a of a musician, of an artist or whatever, like they're always like, Oh, that person changed and you know, like this they're sellout, they whatever. Not us. <laughs> nope. Hey, look at us. <laughs> have Who'd not have thought? changed. Not at me. All. Uh, <laughs> I wonder how many listeners have listened to every single episode since episode number one. I hope none. Like <laughs> no one. Why not? Why Why do you so, not hope that everyone? I would feel responsible for that, for like wasting so much time of that person's life. You know? I know, right? I don't want that kind of responsibility. So <laughs> consume layout, you know, moderately. <laughs> I still, I still want to hear, like, if you are a listener and you feel like, yeah, I've listened to all the episodes since the very beginning, please, 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 please tweet at, tweet at us. And uh, who knows? We might give you a shout out next episode. I, I'm genuinely curious about this. Don't lay out and drive. I agree with you. Like, the, the number is probably extremely low. I mean, come uh-huh. on. Like, who hasn't missed one episode? Of course, someone's Heck, missed. Like, like, everyone's missed an episode, I... at least. I can't think of one podcast in where I, I think even I missed two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, uh, I hope you listened to it to those, or at least like partially. Yeah, I did. I did. Because I'm forced to listen to all of them because I edit You're them. Forced. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, Rafa would not listen to the show. You guys. Yeah, I totally wouldn't. No. <laughs> Who cares about? But these it is two like some people like people ask us the questions. Uh, at least ask me the question of like, hey, like, do you listen to the show? And I'm like, it's kind of weird, like, to listen to yourself uh-huh. <laughs> talk on a podcast that you do every week. So, also, you know exactly what you're going to say. Or like, <laughs> you know, there's no new information for you as mm-hmm. a listener. Yeah. But do you feel that way, though? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, I would listen back. Even after I edited him, like edited him, mm. I would listen. So effectively, I would listen to it a third time after, like it's published. So That's I, a lot. I could, I could listen to it like using Overcast or whatever, which has some processing done on top. So I wanted to. I was curious to how we how did how we sounded like. Right. Um, but that wore off real quick. Like, <laughs> that real yeah, quick. yeah. I don't know. For me, I feel like. Before I listen, I'm always like, I know everything. Like, you know, (laughs) we're just talking about it. Um, But every time I listen, I I feel like I forget (laughs) what we talked about. 
and really? I find myself yeah, like la- laughing along to some of the jokes or the the things that we talk about. Um, so yeah, it's it's weird. Like I surprisingly forget very quickly what we talked about. <laughs> what were we talking about? See, <laughs> <laughs> this is hey. what I have to deal with, people. <laughs> sticking to to st- well, speaking of sticking to our roots, um, follow up, follow up. Nobody gets those references. Oh no, it's okay. You do. Uh, we're here for each other, buddy. Yep. So last episode, as we were recording, I got the notification of like your AirPods Pro shit, and so I got it. We both. Uh, wait, you 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 got yours, no? Yep, I do. Okay. So anyway, have so right when we recorded, we didn't have them. Now we do. I don't want to do like reviews of it because everyone's heard about AirPods Pro yep. by now. Um. They're good. The only tweet I tweeted about it was like that the the noise canceling was surprisingly good for me. I stand by it. it, it I, I was generally surprised. Um, so as someone you know. who's never had um, noise canceling headphones, I find those a bit underwhelming. <laughs> but I think it's <laughs> really just that my expectations for noise canceling were very high. <laughs> and it turns out that hmm. no, like reality is is not the same. Like somehow my my brain like always wants noise canceling to be like i don't hear anything but what it really mm-hmm. is it's it cancels out like just a background noise so if someone's talking next to you yeah it'll muffle it a little bit yeah. but not that much you know so it's it's ideal for i find like plane and being on the subway or metro like mm-hmm. places where there's this sort of repeatable like background noise yeah. Or may, maybe coffee shops, although, I, like, I haven't done a lot of testing in coffee shops yet. But, um, yeah, like, I've, I find that in an office when where some, some people are talking sometimes, like, this is not going to do that much. I mean, no. Because I was surprised, it was like, because I, it's, it's a little earbud that you right. stick inside your ear canal. Like, it's not, you know, because over your headphones, it's... It's at least for me. It's easier to understand like how it works well because you're effectively sealing your ear. And, like you know, there's no whatever. So when you stick yeah. something like a little thing on your on your ears, I was like, well, how much? How good can a seal be? You know. Yeah. So so that's why I was surprised. Right. Uh, I I feel like the best feature of these new AirPods is the the new gestures. How you can click. You think so? On both sides, I love this so mm. much better than double tapping yeah, I, my ear. I love how how like it it feels like a click because mm. you know on the force touch trackpads and stuff it's not new but we know that the thing doesn't actually move but you get a little vibration back so it feels like it moves. Um, in this case, you don't you're not getting a vibration back, but it's using the same type of like tricking your brain. Yeah. So what it gives you back is a audio like a little you know sound effect. It's a clicking sound effect which sounds a lot like the other like wired uh, apple earbuds uh, like the sound that it would make it would have been funny if they like recorded that actual like headphone noise or whatever you're clicking that button i wouldn't be surprised if they did it's literally the same but yeah yeah. so that with the motion of you actually physically squeezing uh, the little stem like it it feels like it clicks but it doesn't i love that anywho um cool uh they're cool (laughs) yeah they're fine (laughs) yeah whatever (laughs) 
Before we get to our main topic, let me tell you about Flatiron. If you're an entrepreneur running your own business, a marketer diving deeper into user behavior, or just someone who loves design, it's time to level up your creative chops. Design your future by learning UX and UI design at Flatiron School in just 24 weeks at one of their global WeWork campuses or online. Their committed instructors have both industry and teaching experience and are backed by their master teachers and learning experience designers to ensure that you get the best possible support. So while you're in school, you'll work on client projects and graduate with a portfolio of real client work. That's super awesome. Change careers with confidence with one-on-one support from their dedicated career coaches and a money-back guarantee. Get the complete details at flyaroundschool.com terms. Join the global community of changemakers at flyaroundschool.com layout. And our thanks to Flatiron for sponsoring Layout. Can we talk about this Safari Zenuai thing? Yeah, let's do it. I feel like you're much more juiced into to this than I am. Oh, you're 100%. kind of like in in the the center of the storm. <laughs> so <laughs> tell us, Rafa, what is going on no with idea. Safari? <laughs> this has so many layers to the actual argument that the fact that it got picked up so much and subtweeted to death, I think it's just mostly like ninety percent of the tweets are just missing the point so arguing for something similar but not really getting it so this is a bunch of things but um alex russell he works uh, on the chrome team for like the past 10 years he's been building browsers for a long time i know him personally and we've argued we've talked about this for like the past two times we were together it's always a thing because he knows i'm a I'm a fan of Apple and how Apple sees and does things. Um, so I almost always have like the opposite. Um, you know, I play the devil's advocate pretty much. Uh, but long story short, here's here's what what Alex is pretty much afraid, concerned, uh, and this this can be huge for the future of the web as a platform, open platform. Um, very quickly, uh, mobile use on the web is growing. No news here. We know this. People are using the web more and more on mobile devices. And actually, all of computing is mobile heavy, right? Right mm-hmm. now, people spend way more time on their smartphones than on their computers. Um, and web usage on mobile is declining rapidly, and it's kind of scary. Uh, meaning people don't spend time on their phones on web apps or websites they spend time on their phones on apps so that's it so if you take these two things it's like well okay so mobile usage is growing and desktop is declining and all of the internet well usage on phones is apps and not websites if you take these two arguments it's just you know in it's just a matter of time until the web as a mobile platform is gonna die you know, it gets to a point in where if there's not enough usage, then developers don't build for that platform. And if developers don't build for that platform, users are not going to use that platform. So it's like it's it's doomed, uh, <laughs> right? Um, and where the Safari Zenuai thing uh, comes in is that iOS is a huge platform, mobile platform, not just in market share and not just on actual how many you know people use it, but 
it has a, a, a crucial role in our industry, right? Even though more people use Android devices than iOS devices worldwide, um, like probably a lot of developers who build for the web and a lot of people in Silicon Valley who make these decisions or like the big clients or yada, yada, yada. Uh, if you take the, that audience, then the, you know, the split is not the same. Probably a lot more people use iOS. And also the iOS users, they're not moving away from iOS because the web, <laughs> right? Because um, Android and some other platforms, they're pushing a little bit more like progressive web apps as a thing like that you can also build. So you don't, the app store is not as restrictive as Apple's is. Um, couple this with the fact that there's no way for browser vendors to build other browsers with other rendering engines on iOS like you can do on desktop. Chrome on desktop uses Chromium, like it uses its own rendering engine. Uh, they forked from WebKit oh, a while back now. Firefox it has its own, also its own thing. Um, this is not true on iOS. iOS, if you want to ship a browser as an app, like an actual app browser, is going to have to use WebKit, which is a bit behind in some ways and a bit buggy in others. Um, but effectively, like Alex says, that the, 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 WebKit, the WebKit team at Apple is sh like sh <laughs> a lot understaffed. And they, Apple is not investing a lot into web as like another company, like, let's say Google, which I think it makes perfect sense. Why not, right? You understand why not? Because the web is not a vital part of the business for Apple as is for Google. Um, so that means that if you want to be competitive in like, well, Safari as a as a browser on mobile sucks, but I can build our own, like we can we can do our own thing. You can't. You can't really compete when it comes to browsers on iOS, which means that all of the web as a platform, everything you can do on iOS is restricted uh, by what WebKit provides, right? <laughs> um, now, why is this like so troubling? You can say, well, sure, then the web is not a platform anymore. And, you know, because apps are clearly better. So, I mean, who cares, <laughs> right? Like the users voted. <laughs> like we prefer apps and not really websites. And to that argument, uh, what Alex would say, I think, um, is that, well, one, it's not fair because like we can't really compete with apps because we as a, as web the web platform, we can't really, like Apple is not allowing us to compete effectively by not allowing us to build our own browsers. Um, and second, the problem here with this, and this is like the big problem, is that if the trend, if this trend continues, if nothing really major changes, and honestly, personally, I don't see anything changing anytime soon. Um, what this means is that the web as an open platform is going to die. Um, and why is that important? Because this means that without the web, every single uh, app platform is going to be, is going to have a gatekeeper. So if you want to do something, well, Apple's going to have to approve it if you want to be on the App Store. Same thing for the Google Play Store and all the other proprietary stores. So we're going to lose an open platform. And the web is the last open platform that exists. And that's kind of you know problematic, as you can imagine. Oof. I think I think this is like a long summary, but I that's, think this, this covers it. That's a pretty good summary. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so... 
I think like uh, Alex makes a lot of like fair points at like why kind of Apple isn't. I don't want to say that they're like they're purposefully trying to, you know, destroy the web, but they're also mm-hmm. maybe, you know, they're kind of fine <laughs> with maybe the current state. Um, yeah, but I think it's kind of rich for like google also to like be like sitting on its high horse (laughs) there because Mm -hmm. i think google also is um doing a lot of stuff that is counter to the web like um i think um for for example um like everything that they're doing with amp is truly like (laughs) horrific i think for the web um Mm -hmm. they're hiding urls like they're messing up with everything like they're just it's just like AMP is a total anti anti web move in my opinion, and also it's like it feels kind of rich for someone to say, "Hey, Apple is under investing in a WebKit." When Blink, the 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 a rendering engine that Chrome is based on, has been forked from WebKit from Apple, <laughs> so it's like Google. <laughs> you, do you remember that meme of like? Um, it's like someone has like something and then the other person takes it and it's like now this is mine right (laughs) like it's like it's Mm -hmm. totally this kind of thing that is happening here where like apple has been maintaining this open source thing and then google like takes it like a couple years ago and now it's like and therefore this is all mine like look at how i've i've put it in like so much more effort in the last like i don't know i let's say five years then you have in the last like 20 years <laughs> like creating this this building this thing that your your whole system is based on like i was like mm, i don't know about that so like i think that alex is making a point but i feel like the pitting apple versus google kind of thing is some company kool-aid <laughs> i feel like right. and my take on this is that all of the companies want the web to go away. All of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that, like, the the web is a miracle that it even exists. Like, the fact that it is so open and so decentralized. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way. Like, the, the web would not happen today. Like, <laughs> there's no way it would happen. No like, way. there's way too much of an advantage to having something like the web be controlled by a single company because if you control the web then you control everything right you have like you're in ultimate position of power and this is why you're seeing companies like facebook and like apple and like google they're all doing different things to basically make the web theirs (laughs) and creating these walled gardens so like i think if you want to address this problem I don't think it's like that useful to point fingers at like a specific platform because like the reality is they all do it in their own ways. Um, But I think what I agree with Alex on is that, hey, it seems like we're in a real danger of losing something that is like, like uh, as close as close as it is to like a, a modern day miracle, <laughs> effectively. Mm-hmm. That like there's no, we we have it really good and we don't know 
what we have uh, potentially until it's gone. Now, that being said, what can we do about it? I don't know. Um, I, I really have no idea. Like, it kind of feels like this is a, a trend that is going in that direction. And it seems hard to counter it. Like, part of me feels like the only way out of this, really, is finding ways that these companies realize the benefit of that openness. And so I also don't think that's like what a single person on Twitter can do. But like, no. I, I feel like, um, for example, and I don't want to get into this whole situation because I don't know enough about it really but like um the whole thing that was going on with apple in china with the uh, hk map app <laughs> it's like i'm sure on that day where apple banned the the app like the fact that they were able to say but you know anyone can have access to it on the web like however that they however they want like you're free to do whatever the heck um like at that moment like someone some people at apple realized oh yeah like the web is actually useful as like an alternative it's like almost like kind of this easy way out of like well but there's always the web you know <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. we yeah we encourage everyone to do apps and we're pushing apps but it is important for us to have the web because it gets us out of these like really sticky situations i think this is what one... does it though i mean yes and no like <laughs> i think it makes them appreciate the web a little bit more and i think it can be the some arguments for why hey company like if you want to control everything that's on your platform then as a society we will hold you responsible for all of it and like same thing's going on for facebook like where they're doing all these things to like effectively like curate the content that people see on their platform and then that's what it seems like we're doing now as a society is like hey facebook if you're gonna like control everything that we see then you're responsible so if you're sh you're showing me these spreading that misinformation or like swinging some elections you're responsible but you know we've had the web for years and years like obviously there's nobody you could take in front of congress to represent the web <laughs> but it's like have you ever seen like articles saying the the web is swinging elections one way or the other it's like no because that's like the advantage of the web is this it's not controlled yeah, it's by open. a single yeah. platform and so i think those and are all of these companies the like where you kind of see I don't know how much of an impact it's having on them right like it it certainly is having an impact on us on like making us realize Oh yeah, like there are advantages here, but it's like, I mean, I applaud Alex for like trying, but like, even though I disagree with his methods, but I don't know if there's much that we can do as individual people. Yeah, there's honestly, there's nothing we, like me and you and honestly, web developers even, there's, <laughs> there's I don't think there's anything we can do because we don't make these decisions. Like it's the big companies that control the these platforms that they can make this decision and, and i can see like i can totally see why apple wouldn't allow other browsers or whatever to to exist on ios because like what do they win from it it's probably just a, a, 
it's another way to install apps on your phone. So, you know, there's also the security aspect from it because iOS, whatever. And at the end of the day, this model of a closed proprietary app store being the only way in for you to have running code on this device, this model has been pretty successful, you know? Yep. Like, so why would they, why would they change it? Um, so <laughs> I think the, you, you, you mentioned like, what can change or what can happen to to make big companies embrace the web? Um, one that I can think of is what Microsoft is doing right now. I think Microsoft found themselves in a situation in where they don't have that that app store. They don't have their own successful store. Um, they don't have a phone anymore. Like the, that platform is also gone. And so now with their Surface Pro X thing, the ARM-based Windows, like they found themselves in a situation like actually a lot of apps don't run. So let's embrace web apps because we that's kind of easy to make run, you know, well on your platform. Uh, as long as you have a stable, modern, you know, browser engine, you can run these web apps. Um, and so right now Microsoft is probably, Microsoft and Chrome to not corrupt, and Google to a certain extent, they're the biggest defenders of like web as an app platform. Um, so, so that's something that it could try to you know balance the scales a little bit. Although I don't think it has the gravitas or the momentum like Apple or whatever to to have any meaningful impact. Um, especially now, like you know, the trend is also. We had the Adobe conference thing, and what did they announce? Adobe Photoshop for iPad and Next Illustrator for iPad, which is, <laughs> I mean, I think they're in a position where they can really run Illustrator on the web. Um, <laughs> but then you also have Figma as a very, like a success story of an app built on top of the web that, you know, it's competing <laughs> with native apps because uh, the web has that thing, right? The has that, the fact that it's, is a multi-platform by design, so which is kind of cool. I think one of the things that really it's like it's like the the pivotal moment in where things started turning south for the web is when um, developers we decided to build apps on the web, and I don't think the web was well the web was never intended to be like used as an you know an app platform. Um, that coupled with the fact that because of the nature of the openness of the web, it means that, you know, for the for the actual web technologies to advance and change, it takes a long time, right? It takes a really long time. Like, we remember how long it took us to get Flexbox, like, with, <laughs> you know, with basic um, coverage, like um, browser support to be feasible to use in any meaningful way like things just take a long time which is not competitive with these you know swift ui was announced last year and you know <laughs> just wait how many years it'll take to be a really good platform um really good uh way of writing apps as an example so like because of the openness of the web it makes already them like really hard to compete with these other proprietary platforms um and at the end of the day because of how the web and a browser is made, I don't think, um, I, I think it's harder to provide a good user experience through a web app than a native app for a bunch of reasons. Um, and so that's also another reason why like the best web app you can install on your phone, you know, I think it's already, 
in a disadvantage against the native app, just how much it can do and how it can do it. So uh, I think that's when the web start when we started using the web as an app platform, oof, um, you know, that wasn't, things didn't look good for us. Us. I mean, I, I'm, I'm here as well. I'm, I, I play on both teams, <laughs> <laughs> but I do, you know, I do, I work on a web app platform for you to deploy your web apps. You know, like I'm very <laughs> much invested in the web. Um, but I'm also as a user and as a developer as well, I'm also invested in, in the app store. And so, so I'm, I've, I have experience with both. Uh, I think there's pros and cons on both platforms. Um, but at the end of the day, yes, it's kind of sad and it'll be really a shame if, if we lose the last remaining open platform out there. Yeah. Like I keep thinking about what can we do? <laughs> about this and so it feels like a lot of it is kind of out of our hands but i feel at least like what i choose to do for me is to fall in love with the problem not the solution like not marry my identity too much to the web itself like i'm not a web designer i'm a designer like i can design for any platform and one day can be a web application and the other day can be an app and that's fine. And whenever we have these like 3D holographic apps that run into our Apple glasses or whatever they're called, then yeah, I'll design for that too, you know? And I'm like trying to be more open about this and like really focus on, hey, like the problem that I'm trying to solve is my users need to do X. So how do I allow them to do that? And one day might be a website and one day might be something else. And who cares? And yeah, I know like this requires a lot of relearning. And like, you know, if you're super comfortable with JavaScript, then all of a sudden you have to learn Swift. It is a bit of a learning curve, but you know what? You can do it. Like these are things that don't take that much time in the grand scheme of things and the skill sets you have are easily transferable to other things so at least like that's my way of dealing with this situation is like yeah like it does seem fairly likely that the web might go away at some point or be greatly reduced in importance so like time to be building up these other skills now so that when that point happens I'm not so dependent on this one technology because at the end of the day, like the web, it's a technology. It's a tool to get a job done. And if like the landscape changes and it turns out that the best tool to do uh, the job that you need to do is something else, then you need to adapt. Like that's just the reality. Um, so yeah, maybe try to diversify and learn new things. I just tried to buy the domain JavaSwift because I thought it was cool. dot com, but JavaSwift. So ready to take it. So imagine you're like, yeah, sure, we lose an open platform, like whatever. Like, sure, I don't mind getting through the approval at Apple, like the App Store, like it's fine because it provides a good experience and there's good trade offs. Cool. Okay, imagine that the web as a, you know, content delivery system, whatever, is gone. What happens to like stuff that Apple and Google don't like? Like what happens to porn? There's no more porn in the world because there's no app store that would, you know, allow for that. Like the, 
it's kind of scary. And I do understand that, like, well, you just adapt and you build whatever is best for the, the product, the thing you're building. Uh, but having these gatekeepers, like, it can get serious. Um, China is a uh, an example of, like, really serious. Um, but so... Yeah, I mean, uh, like, these are all problems that will have to be to be figured out, like, if that is to happen. And I think, obviously, the web is not going away tomorrow, right? Like, I think what's much more likely to, for the web is that it remains a thing that exists, but it's kind of like the terminal. Like, how many normal people use the terminal? It's like, well, not that much, right? And I think that's much more likely to be kind of the end state for the web. It's still around. But it's just that the amount of people that are looking at it goes down by a lot. And and trust me, people will find a way to watch porn. Yeah, I know. You don't you don't have to be worried about that. Porn is what pushes the industry forward in all like technology. Actually, I was trying to Google it's it's like impossible. I'm in the incognito mode. It's basically impossible to Google um something that has to do with porn. But I feel like there was like a someone had a quote that it's like I forget what it is, but it's something in in the development of the web that like the porn industry was actually like one of the the pioneers. Yeah, <laughs> it was like yeah. I remember like when when Flash was getting a bad rep, and it was you know iPhone was didn't have Flash. Um, who were the, one of the first like big video distributors to adopt HTML5 and new technologies? Because like the, you know. There's a lot of money there, so they don't want to <laughs> miss out on that and, you know, popular demand. Like, people do want their porn. <laughs> so, I understand. I uh, get it. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's... Don't you think it's kind of interesting that in, in, by, by this point, we're so far removed from Alex's original point. Like, I think this is a different conversation. So, don't, you know, this is not a riff on what Alex said. But um, isn't it interesting that... People are, you know, sounding, you know, sounding the alarms and being so freaked out that the web is dying as a platform, yada, yada, yada. Um, at the same time, we see the rise of Electron apps being a thing. And like Apple is like, oh, no, the web is winning. We need more native apps. It feels like both <laughs> platforms, like, I mean, on mobile, the problem is the web is dying. On desktop is the problem like web is is winning too much, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like... Well, wh which one is it then? <laughs> um, should I invest in JavaScript or not? Uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know how to answer that question, really. Yeah, like, no, it's not even a question. I'm just... Like, <laughs> I think, I think it's it's also. I mean, I feel like you have to to um, to separate like even Electron and these kinds of apps from the web conversation, like is is spotify the web like that app that runs on your mac i would argue like not really like it's using web technologies but it's not the web no, like it is it, distributed through the app store like the same as everything else like you know no it's no? not no not these electron apps like it's what you about can slack? just is slack not on the app store uh maybe it is but like you can still download it on on yeah like you always but like the ability to download it on the website sure yeah that Cause is because that that's one, the problem but... here the problem is they don't want to be you know they don't they don't want to have the app store gatekeeper like you know and, and sure this was never really a problem on desktop because you were always able to install and run you know third-party code native or web 
on on your Mac or Windows. So that was never really a problem there on desktop. But but web technologies like web languages, um, that's a different thing. Anywho, I feel like this. Whatever. Um, there's no. <laughs> we're not going to solve this problem here, Kevin. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it is an interesting discussion. I think it's 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 interesting to try try to see what this whole thing is going to be like in let's say 10 years or whatever um okay yeah if you had to if you have to guess will the web be still be around in 10 years the web sure there will still be browsers but i i wouldn't be surprised if web applications would like like we've seen the peak of web apps running Hmm, so you so you think we're gonna see more of a shift towards native apps on the web and or sorry on the mac and on phones or i should say desktop it doesn't it's not necessarily platform yes. definitely more on phones like i mean it was never big but i i i, I believe so because that's the whole thing apple is pushing right with catalyst and swift ui and like they're trying to make it way easier to port your ios code which companies are already doing right like if you if you want to have an app on ios you've been writing it mobile i, I guess you could do some um like React Native or whatever that also didn't really pick up too much steam. So, but, but yes, I I I think so. I think we peaked in terms of like web applications, and <laughs> damn, this is kind of depressing when I say it. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I reserve the right to be <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, just one last thing. Um, I know we, we we've been talking mostly about web apps and not really websites. Because those never really went anywhere, but that's the one thing that kind of kind of scares me. Because I see the trend is for websites even to like there's there's not as much innovation. And so for one stupid example, I think, but kind of a everyone can relate in a way. It's like a, a restaurant, um, a website for for a restaurant, right? That, like that's for a restaurant wants to have. I feel like you're showing the worst example website. here. No, as in like, you know, like you don't, in this case, like restaurants just want to be on Google Maps directory. They want to be on Yelp and stuff like they don't need, actually, they really shouldn't be maintaining their own website. So, okay, you want another example, another example, pictures, where do you show your pictures to your family and friends and stuff? Well, you're not really going to create a website. You could use web, like web services like Flickr and stuff, but even those are kind of dying. So you're just going to use photos app or google photos or whatever app you already have and they have their own you know create a link and share a little gallery dingus and probably you're going to share it with people and they're not even going to open a website maybe the sharing thing is a link but it's going to open on their own devices on their own apps so you know you know what i mean like there's those like middleman things and where companies or individuals would create their own whatever um I don't know. <laughs> I mean, but I think it's like the know. yeah, the more I we talk about this, the more I feel like it's just people are just mad about like there's fewer independent things <laughs> just in general. Right? Like that hey, if you want to host yeah. your photos now, like there used to be a million options and they all died, so now you have choice between iCloud Photos or Google Photos. And I'm sure, like some like people will reach out and say, "No, but there is also this other one and this other one." And sure, but 
the number of choices went down. Like the same thing with where back then you could post your your pictures in a million so different social networks around pictures. Now, like you want to post your pictures somewhere, it's like, well, you got Instagram, right? Like, and again, mm-hmm. there's always always more, always more things. But like reasonably speaking, if you want people to see your stuff, it just all gets concentrated towards these big players and yeah yeah, it's like i agree it sucks um like what can we do we can give tools to people to compete with those a little bit but again it's always hard to to fight that that wave yeah this was another we're getting close to another topic that i had on my list which was just the, how mature the tech industry is becoming. And this having like just the big players and everyone else gets, you know, bought or <laughs> or they just don't go anywhere by these big companies. Um, I compare, I was comparing it to like the automotive, like just car manufacturers, right? You have a handful of brands, and by the way, they're all owned by like three big yep. brands, right? Of cars, all cars kind of look the same, and like it's such a mature industry that like there's really not a lot of room for innovation. And if there is, that innovation gets, you know, eaten by the big players again. And like in my lifetime, um, <laughs> you know, in the past almost thirty years, really the only new car brand manufactured thing that i can think of is tesla and i'm sure there are other ones but like relevant really disruptive ones that's it and even tesla cars look like cars you know regular no grills no grills cars. so <laughs> no grills so like one of the things that really uh was really appealing to me back when i was a teenager and back when i was in college uh, about the tech industry is just how much power and impact one single individual can have i can i have the exact same tools if I have a laptop, then the richest, the smartest person on the tech industry can have, right? Like, And one person can create something, put it out there on the web for free, whatever, and have a gazillion people use your product and you can become the next Facebook or whatever. That's not going to happen anymore, I don't think. If you were to become the next Facebook, well, the actual Facebook would buy you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, again, this is a whole separate topic, but... Damn, we're so depressing today. (laughs) (laughs) So Facebook rebranded to Facebook. All caps. (laughs) Facebook. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Um, Uh, Facebook, I guess, pulled an alphabet. Remember when Google, the parent company, called Alphabet? Yeah. Remember that? We never hear that anymore. Anyway, so Facebook created a parent company uh, called Facebook. Um, and it has under their umbrella, uh, of course, Facebook, the product. So I guess you have Facebook, the parent company and Facebook, the product, like the app, and they have Instagram and WhatsApp and all that stuff. And the reason why they did it is because I actually, I'm not sure. I didn't read the press thing, um, but it looks super Dropboxy, all caps, has a gradient. So there's some Instagram vibes, I guess, uh, although not as crazy of a gradient. Uh, and sure, and I guess now they're gonna like have the little Facebook logo like on the other apps, like on login screens and stuff. 
whatever yeah i mean there's not much to talk about this here like i think from an execution standpoint that logo looks looks fine to me looks good i like what they're doing uh, in the way that the a is like more stylized than some of the other letters mm-hmm. um they had some of the rationale um on the post was that it was like they they want to make sure that people know who's uh who they're sending data to <laughs> Which is so hilarious. <laughs> it's like, yeah, remember, you're giving all your, your information away to Facebook, which you hate. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm personally not super looking forward to see, like, all the services we use, especially Instagram, to be like, Instagram, by Facebook. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. Oh, well. I, I think it's it's, like, it's always funny for me. Like, I always track whenever companies rebrand. Because oftentimes, like, because they want the public to kind of change their their perception of the company, and so they're like, new logo, like people people will feel better about us. Uh, new logos, people will feel better about us. But um, in this case, I don't think that's gonna happen. So, but they're not really <laughs> changing their logo. They're just creating no, a new yeah, logo for you know. Right. Oh, by the way, I didn't notice that the the, the gradient the the text color changes depending on where they're featuring it so the one yeah. i've seen and the one that's being more circulated is the instagram one so it did have that instagram gradient but apparently like on whatsapp it's going to have the whatsapp uh, green um i think okay so for, for what it is you know for for the goal is trying to 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 achieve is to have be transparent that other apps other products they're under this facebook big umbrella um and not necessarily the facebook the products right and it was always kind of weird if you just throw a facebook like the actual facebook logo like the the lowercase f into whatsapp or whatever like it feels disconnected like it's two brands competing like that logo looks nothing alike so having this more generic cold logo that can be used in different it's effectively just like a uppercase thing and you you write the the a especially is a bit stylized so it's not just pure you know open up a text editor and just write it and change the font um so there's some stylized but but you know at very small sizes you you won't notice that so it's a very cool generic logo and but i think that's what they were going for so in that case I think it's a successful logo. I mean, I don't expect less. We mentioned this for all terrible things and good things that Facebook does and has. They are not, they have really good design talent. <laughs> they have really good designers on stuff. Um, so I I think it's, I think it's okay. Sure. I think it's good. By the way, I think it's good that they will be making a bigger effort into communicating that these other products are a Facebook owned property, right? Because I still, I'm, well, I don't know. I, I was going to say I use my mom because it's like the go to example, but my mom is actually pretty tech heavy. But um, like, I don't know if the regular person knows that WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. I actually doubt it. Um, mm-hmm. So having this little thing at the bottom, um, I, I, I think it's, I think it's good that they, they don't shy away from it, especially given the, I also wonder that Facebook has. So it's a bold move. Yeah, I kind of wonder how like that ca- calculus goes down. Like, do they think that hey, Facebook, the Facebook brand has bad reputation, and Instagram has very good reputation, so 
let's like kind of share some of <laughs> of Instagram's kind of good positive vibes and hopefully transfer them to Facebook or does it like just make people like Instagram less because it's like ah now I I know it's like the 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 warning that's like you know <laughs> be care be careful you know this is this is from Facebook this is going to be bad for you um I kind of don't know which way it's going to go but I kind of have a feeling that it's going to be a bit of column A and a bit of column B <laughs> Can I say something? Isn't it super funny? No, you can't. <laughs> of Just course. Write a blog this post. This is your podcast. You this doing? is your show. Yeah. Isn't it funny that they have a typo on their mocks? The, the mocks they give to the press. Oh, which one? I haven't seen the, that. So open that, that, you know, the current, like the before and after yeah. screenshot of Instagram's login thing. Yeah. Check the forgot password button link. No! <laughs> wow, I hadn't even seen that. It says forgot. <laughs> that is funny. Cord. and like this is and everywhere. This is the the thing they share with the press. <laughs> and it's funny that they haven't updated it yet. I know. Well, I mean, once it's out there, you know. So Maybe right you're now, the first person to notice it. Crunch. Yeah, but I would still update the official Facebook post. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was funny. <laughs> Happens to the best of us, right? <laughs> Word. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure because of this type typo, I'm pretty sure this is like this is a design mock-up. Like this is not a screenshot from implementation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if so, a developer would actually would actually have to type it um themselves. So it's you know <laughs> anyway. Um that's funny. Yeah. I also wonder if uh it's that's been made by designer Nathan Bohr. <laughs> um Hi, if you're listening to this show, but uh, I know I know he follows me, and apparently I follow him too. So I don't know. Nathan, about. let us know. Did you write that typo? Come on, come clean. Yeah. <laughs> Is this your fault? <laughs> uh, we didn't mean to throw you under the bus, but <laughs> while we're at it, <laughs> while no, you're over kidding. there under the bus, can you can you check like the lights or something? Can you check the? <laughs> this happens to all of us yeah um okay okay cool so um should we do recommendations yes we should yes we should okay so i have a recommendation okay let's hear it okay this is one of these recommendations where i don't want to tell you anything about it (laughs) so (laughs) that's not how this works kevin (laughs) the 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 movie is called parasite go watch it okay okay yeah i know it is worth it is worth your time is all I will say. I know about this movie. Um, it's, a, it's, it's still on theaters, movie. right? Yeah, it's still in theaters. I, I think it came out fairly recently, yeah. at least here yeah, in Montreal. Um, yeah, that's all I want to say about it. <laughs> but yeah, definitely go see it. Okay, I've watched the trailer. It's on my Letterboxd watch list thing. I've checked... Letterboxd? Letterboxd. I checked on... Uh, like showings uh, in Amsterdam is like there's only one mm. theater that that has a viewing and like it's it's not one of my favorites. <laughs> it's kind of far, but so I think I think I'll wait until maybe because I literally have like a a theater like on the back of like a one road one block from here. Uh, and mm. it's like a very old school theater. Like it has a bar, so you can like bring <laughs> beer to the theater, and it's that it's sounds cool. really awesome. 
Yeah, it's really like old school, old, old school, like from the 50s type of theater. It's great, but it has very small, um, what do you call it? Like theater rooms? Like the actual room? Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have like a lot of movies because of it. Like So it, it takes a while sometimes to, for these movies to... Cool. Anyway, I've been talking way too long. This is your recommendation, but you don't want to say anything. So, Parasite is a movie. Is it? Is it safe to say it's a horror movie? So, if you know the the director, he kind of has his own genre. Really, like there's a bit of everything in there. So okay. there's some funny parts. There's some more dramatic parts. There's some scary parts. There's some less scary parts. It's like, yeah. Okay. It's very so, hard to describe. Okay, well, question. Question for the audience. If they're like, oh, Kevin recommended a movie called Parasite. Cool. Let me just watch the trailer to see what it's about. Should they watch that? Should they watch the trailer? So so I did not watch the trailer. Um, I went in pretty blind. Um, do you want me to watch the trailer now to see if people should watch it? My recommendation for any movie that you want actually care about and want to watch don't watch the trailer <laughs> okay do you want to talk about the star wars trailer <laughs> yes <laughs> that's gotcha. uh that's in the after show <laughs> uh, but seriously like no i i'm looking at the thra- uh, the trailer right now don't watch it okay wow cool i i have i did watch it but it's fine yeah okay. it's way better if you don't kevin i don't have a recommendation ready <laughs> What if instead of a recommendation, I give you do like the opposite of recommendation? Yeah, like things you don't do. Avoid this. (laughs) Very very quick reviews for some of the Apple TV Plus shows. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, Can you do it in a way that's not super spoilery? Like, I don't care as much as Parasite, yeah, no, for example, totally. about spoilers. But, like, um, so I've, for full kind of transparency, I've watched most of the first episode of a morning show. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's it. Okay. The, the reason why I feel compelled to, to do this is because um, almost, like, I think in general, all of the reviews for all the Apple TV Plus shows are pretty bad yeah um, so i was kind of scared well except uh, for all my, mankind and um the other one dickinson are like okay yeah they're okay but still so okay so this is so far i've watched the first three episodes of the morning show um i've watched two first episodes of what, what's the one you just said the, the man mankind for all mankind for mankind for all mankind. For all mankind. Not just some of the mankind. All of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All um, the mankind. And I've watched, like, a couple hours ago, the first episode of Dickinson. So, this is, so far, this is what I've seen. I, I've always, on my, it's all, also on my list. Uh, see? I really want to see that one. <laughs> you want to see it? But I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it. Um, so, anyway. So, the morning show, in general, well, I guess before even, like, I think uh, something that covers all three. I think... Apple is um, being uh, purposefully conservative in terms of what kind of shows it produces. Um, so all three are like a bit conservative in the way in the way they're shot, in the way 
like maybe even the issues it tackles or whatever. Like you're not going to get crazy shows and it doesn't have to be like crazy in plot or, you know, extreme violence or whatever. Like a show like Mr. Robot is a very innovative, very different show while being, you know, there's no cursing or sex or whatever in it. You know, it's just stylistically, it's a very different, very interesting. You're going to, you're not going to get right. any of that on Apple TV plus, at least for now. Um, so the morning show, I think, and this is definitely an unpopular opinion because I've seen like actual critics saying the opposite. So I don't know what to think anymore, man, but like <laughs> I've watched <laughs> it and I talked to, you know, me and Debs, we were talking and just talking about how we feel about the show and I, it feels like it's the writing, believe it or not, and this is the most unpopular opinion, I think the writing is actually pretty good. There's like a couple characters in where the writing is maybe just average. But in general, I think it's pretty on point. Like it, it, it's smart writing, in my opinion. The acting, the cast is ridiculous. So like they're good. So there's no surprises there. Like it's solid, whatever. Like even Jennifer Aniston, she's not an incredible actress, but she's solid. Like she's been doing this for a long time. It's okay. Uh, Steve Carell is great. Anyway, um, and so and now the, the show itself, like the plot, um, I think it's okay. Like I think it's good. Like the morning show is a good average show. You know, it's like it's a really well executed okay average show like it's not gonna blow your mind um actually i haven't seen the third episode because i know there's a twist somewhere that i have oh. yeah i've only seen the first two um now that i think about it so anyway it's like it's good like I, i'm gonna continue watching it like i'm i'm invested it's it's a good show no regrets um yeah so for me like um the morning show is definitely the one show that appeals to me the most mm-hmm. in their mm-hmm. initial catalogs so I, I don't like the period pieces. So that was Dickinson already has a strike for me, <laughs> even though it sounds just like this totally weird, like modern time thing set in mm-hmm. old times, which is weird. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear your thoughts about it. Um, uh, for all mankind, eh, space stuff. I don't know. Uh, but this really feels like it's the closest to the kind of things I like. And honestly, I've, enjoyed the first episode i like it um yeah. i will yeah. see like what's what's going on in the, the next few episodes but um but yeah like i agree with what you said like it's like a decent average show like <laughs> it's not setting the world on fire or anything but it's it's good and yeah like jennifer aniston i think the most so far at least in the first episode like mm-hmm. when she first like addresses people on the show like i, I felt like damn that was really good it's odd so yeah, yeah we'll see i'll keep watching this one um i'll let you kind of cover the other ones um but like i find that um because you mentioned that hey you know apple is going very safe here mm-hmm. and i think yeah i think they definitely are like they're trying to cast a pretty wide net with all of these but i would assume or imagine them like eventually over time getting more and more ambitious with the stuff that they do as they have more catalog because basically what they're trying to do now is like hey we have just a handful of shows so let's make sure that everybody likes all the shows and oftentimes when when you do that that means nobody likes them uh which i think (laughs) actually pans out in the reviews but um 
I think they have some potentially slightly more ambitious shows or maybe more interesting shows. Um, have you seen? And I've sorry, I'm blanking out on the title now, but the one where it's uh, sort of like a serial style like podcaster who real i think it's like i i hope i don't get this wrong but i think it's she realizes that she got either got someone out of prison when she shouldn't have because of the podcast or that she put someone in prison because of the podcast one way or the other um but i find that really interesting as like a premise for a tv show that yeah. is i find like totally modern <laughs> uh and i'm yeah i'm very curious about like kind of this this angle yeah, that's, like I've never seen any other show kind of take that before. I think that's it's called Truth Be Told, and it's coming yes. December sixth. Has Octavia Octavia Spencer and what's his Jesse Pinkman, whatever his name is, I forget. Um, Aaron Paul. Yeah, uh, that is a, an interesting premise. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I don't have to spend time too much time on the other shows. Like for all mankind. What did you think of C? No, I haven't seen that one. I've only oh, seen you haven't for seen all C. mankind, oh, yeah, which true. two sentences? It's again solid, not groundbreaking. The acting is good. It, I think it's an interesting premise. Like I like that alternate thing. I like space things. Um, I've only seen the first two. It's cool. The pacing is very slow, though, uh, and that's mm-hmm. one thing I have to agree with some of the reviews. I've seen this somewhere. Like it, it is really slow. Like not a lot happens in the first two episodes, or it takes a while for stuff to happen. Um, okay. But it's it's okay if you like if let's just say if if you watch the trailer if you like that setting if you like that premise then watch it you know it does a good job at well telling that story I guess and then Dickinson I know you you said it don't like time um, time pieces what was it called time period pieces um, it was it was interesting it was like because it is definitely uh, like a period piece like it's from I don't know the thirties the twenties whatever. It's like a little timey thing. There's horses. Uh, <laughs> but then all the characters, not all, but like all the teens, all the young people characters, they all talk like you and me. Like, Or even actually younger than you and me. Sorry, we're not that cool anymore. Like they talk in a modern way. The soundtrack is all modern. Think like Euphoria. But oh, so weird. A period piece. It's so different. Like you, it's it's playing with your expectations, right? It's like it's... You don't, it doesn't fit, but it's stylistically, I think it's, it's super interesting. It is the funniest of them all, uh, at hmm. least from these three. Um, it's actually funny. It's it's a comedy, I guess. Um, it's So give it a shot. I, also, it's short episodes, so it's like 30 minutes episodes as opposed to the morning show. Oh, the okay. One. I didn't know that. So it's, you know, uh, you don't have to invest that much time into it just to try <laughs> right. it out. So maybe watch the first episode and, you know, or actually you don't even have to. Like by halfway through the first episode, you know what we're in for. So if that is appealing, keep watching. If not, you know, you're, you're good. Um, okay. And cool. would you say that that was good? Like, if are you going to keep watching? Well, I'm going to keep watching. Just, yeah, at least a couple more episodes, see where it's going. Um, I liked it. Yeah, again. Uh, do I watch too much television? Maybe. Because <laughs> I think you also... do, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> Yeah, because there's also so I many see, good I see HBO you tweet shows. and talk all the time about all these shows, and I'm like, how does he find time for all of this? <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I work from home, so that's me and true. Deborah work from home. So, for example, we love having 30-minute shows because that's the show to watch while we have lunch, for example. 
Mm, so okay. it's you know <laughs> and then for dinner it's like an hour and we watch like one or two episodes a day maybe like one while we're having dinner and maybe we can watch another one um that's how we watch it i don't know cool <laughs> cool <laughs> okay anyway uh that's it for recommendations that's it for today's episode you can follow us on layout fm on twitter we can follow me at rafa hari kevin vernal kick show notes and website layout.fm we're part of the spec fm network the website is spec.fm thanks to this week's episode uh this week's sponsor uh flat iron school thanks so much for sponsoring this week's episode and again check them out at flatironschool.com slash layout if you want to uh, learn new skills um and don't watch the parasite trailer just go watch it on the theaters <laughs> that's it cool, cool. Bye, bye Kevin bye Star Wars trailer, right? Are we? Are we, Kevin? Well, how do you feel about it? I don't even remember. I think it was cool. I'm opening up. I'm opening. There's a it's couple. Two and a half things. minutes. That's a long trailer. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it looks cool. Like I, I found myself pausing a lot because there's a lot of shots that. They feel like they're revealing a lot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of shots of Ray fighting Kylo, but there's also a couple of shots in where they feel like they're fighting together, like alongside each other. Um, and they're destroying the Vader sanctuary, whatever. Um, I don't know where this movie is going. Also, Ray is holding like a dagger sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I don't that's, know what that is. About. That's super weird. And also, Ray. Uh, also, Kylo has his helmet on again. What's yeah, that that, I think that's a JJ Abrams thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my helmet. God damn it! Why? why but he doesn't do have a helmet when when he's on the like on the near the water thing. Yeah, but I mean, you need the facial <laughs> emotions. But I do. You need I do the acting. Think that, yeah, you need the acting. But uh, um, I really do th- feel like Kylo is more impressive with the with the mask on than without. Oh, <laughs> especially, especially the way it sounds. I love yeah, it so much so on good. the first movie. Yeah. So I'm actually cautiously optimistic about this. It's like back to J.J. Abrams 
hopefully going to do something interesting. There was this um, famous interview where he said, you know, when I approached this, I was uh, had like imagined like how I would do it. And then I said, fuck it. <laughs> and so fuck it might be good or it might be bad, but I'm hoping it's going to be good. <laughs> I was going to push things into a new direction, maybe um there's i feel like there's, i have a lot of questions about this film hmm. which i think is what the trailers are supposed to do so yeah i'm like generally fairly optimistic again i'm watching the, those trailers because between you and i i don't really care about this movie <laughs> this movie might be terrible and whatever this is just another star star wars movie like there's tons of terrible ones uh hopefully it's gonna be a good one but even if it's a bad one like whatever um i felt very similarly after well you know after the last jedi um i was like yeah okay uh, it's not that i'm done i actually really enjoyed the last jedi but like i was kind of i wasn't craving any more star wars was yeah let's put it that way and when the trailers and teasers for this movie started coming out i was like okay let's let's see where, where this is going and you know jj was back so that was also exciting and so i had no expectations i really didn't care but watching all these trailers like i'm getting more and more excited not actively like i don't <laughs> spend a lot of time thinking about this movie but <laughs> when i see the show it's like yeah that looks cool um mm. and i think you know some things I'm I'm more excited about than others. Like I am not particularly excited to have Palpatine come back. Honestly, like <laughs> really seriously, like fine. It feels like <laughs> this is what it feels like to me. JJ when he when he wrote um, Force Awakens, he was like, "Okay, we need a new, really like real bad guy, and that's going to be Snoke." Just like on the original trilogy, you had vader in the first movie but then in the second and third he realized there's actually an even badder guy right with the emperor i want to do the same thing so kylo sure he's a bad guy like vader but there's even a worse boss you know and that's gonna be snoke and then that was his thing and then ryan johnson comes along and say by the second movie you know what snoke (laughs) is dead (laughs) and when jj got back it's like damn it you got rid of my like extra bad guy i need a new one but i don't have time to introduce a (laughs) new character and make people care about this character so i have to go pick up like an old bad bad guy so here it is the emperor it's like it totally fits the fuck it narrative right it's like (laughs) well fuck it i'm gonna get palpatine bring him back (laughs) so i'm honestly that kind of infighting whether it's it's true or just effectively fan fiction (laughs) actually like really makes me look forward to this film like Mm. i there's a real part of me that hopes that you can clearly tell that it's like jj brown like taking things back and they're like all right here's what i wanted for this film right and like undoing some of the things that ryan jensen did not because like i want him to undo these things but just because i find it kind of funny to see these like two directors kind of like wrestling with one another um so yeah i don't, I don't find that funny <laughs> no like, because it's you only have three movies like you don't have time to play these games like i i bet the story suffered from it oh yeah, yeah probably like 
uh, and, and but I also it's like I always can't help but see like the metal level of um you know the uh, Ryan Johnson film that was like so much of like what they were saying is like oh we gotta let go of the past like we gotta <laughs> burn things and like start fresh and blah 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 and mm-hmm. then like uh jj abrams is back and then his whole thing is like this is this is the legacy right like this is like the rise of skywalker like it mm-hmm. will always be there and all like kind of a a return back to kind of the, the origins Jedi. of star wars like a thousand generations live in you now like it's very like it feels like the filmmaker is speaking to us the audience as like what they want like for themselves i don't know mm-hmm. there's i do feel like there's there's some kind of meta level reading of these movies that you can do that i'm personally very interested in so let's just recap because again i haven't been paying too much attention but here's what we know about this movie we know even though it's not like i don't think it's official but i mean it's super obvious that palpatine is back um we know that there's this new iceberg iceberg planet thing with ice and there's a huge fleet of star destroyers in the ice because we can see at the point the star destroyers coming out of the ice so Mm -hmm. there's like a backup fleet of imperial troops whatever somewhere i guess (laughs) (laughs) um we know that there's a there's a dark ray (laughs) it's like there we have seen this last trailer. Hmm? Vision of a dark ray. Right. Yeah. It's probably not a real thing. It's probably yeah. Yeah. Either Just a dream. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, we know that Lando is back. We know that uh, Princess Leia or General Organa, I, w- I should say. Um, mm-hmm. This is like her goodbye. Her, you know, this is, she's still in the movie, and we also know that they. There's no like CGI imposing her face on someone else's body. I think they just reused uh, some old footage that they never used. Um, reappropriated some that. old JJ so, Abrams footage. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So there's not a lot that he can do, right? Um, I also kind of don't want her to die off screen. I, I don't know. Again, I, whatever. Uh, I trust. Yeah, her. it's. But yeah. So that's what we know. We also know that. Um, that uh, there's a lot of running around in the woods, which I still think it's indoor, but who knows? And we've seen uh, a Death Star wreckage thing. They're gonna go back to the Death Star. That's probably while well, the Emperor is still is, because mm. technically we never saw the Emperor die. <laughs> Vader just threw him down the 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 thing. <laughs> right um so he's still like there <laughs> just, just you know asking <laughs> just for hanging help. out You're like, hey anyone <laughs> it's been 50 years um his lightning powers are just keeping him alive or whatever <laughs> yeah i guess <laughs> um he must and, be so wrinkled yeah. now hmm? he must be so wrinkled now <laughs> <laughs> i know extra wrinkles <laughs> so uh what else do we know we've seen a lot there's a lot of fan service in in like uh, there's a couple shots in where you see all of the rebels ships um so of course not only millennium falcon mm-hmm. but all of the popular ones you see all of the wings the x-wing and the y-wing and the a-wing and all of the wings <laughs> <laughs> um and then it feels like kylo and ray are always fighting 
Here's the here's them fighting in the woods. Here's them fighting near the water. Here's them fighting near where Vader's helmet is and <laughs> and accidentally destroying it. She has yeah. a weird dagger. Why? Who knows? I think this is all we know. Oh, and also C three PO for some reason has a scene. I that scene didn't make sense to me. They turned him on. Me either. Everyone was talking about it, but um, yeah, actually, yeah. let me let me see. I want to get a last look at my friends. Yeah, like somehow I think C- C- the what it's hinting at is that C three PO will um, sacrifice himself for the group. But, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, sure. Honestly, C three PO needs to be a hero for once. <laughs> He's <laughs> yeah, been living finally. under R 2s shadow for way too long. <laughs> uh, I have to say, like the one thing in this trailer that is like the best part of the trailer is. Um, Carrie Fisher's always at the end. Mm. I have to admit, like that, that choked me up when I heard it the first time. Mm. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. So, looking forward to it. But also, like, my hopes are not too raised too far up, and I feel like I, I will be okay if, even if this movie sucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> same, same. Oh, oh, oh! Can't, can't, can't forget this shot. There's a shot in where you see. Ray and Kylo fighting, whatever, but uh, in the throne room. <laughs> like, you mean all the shots? <laughs> like, but they're in the throne room. So that's, that's cool. Um, where, you know, where Luke and Vader fought. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, cool. Yeah, uh, a little bit like you. I'm not thinking too much about it, but I, uh, I am going to see it and uh, it looks good. Cool. Okay. Okay, I got nothing else. No, that's it. We'll for sure talk about it for like three hours when it comes out. (laughs) Stay tuned. (laughs) Okay, I'm stopping the recording. Okay. Doot, doot.